All right, I want to read uh, from Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 12. Uh, and if there's one thing that um, concerns me about the day that we live is that um, we could be, and, and the Bible says if it were possible, the very elect would be deceived. You know the only thing that, that is impossible for the elect of God to be deceived is that he's our shepherd. And that we would uh, make it a priority of our lives to listen to his voice. The scripture says in Psalms 23 that says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For you're with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And when you're walking in the darkest times of your life, the things that bring comfort is, is God's correction and instruction. When he's talking about the, you know, the Lord being my shepherd, that rod and that staff are instruments of, of direction. And if you, you ought to take, we ought to take comfort. In God's instruction. We ought to make it, we ought please, in the day that we live, you need to and you ought to make it a priority of your life to allow His Word to instruct you. If not, I'm going to tell you there is enough deception out there that the very elect, if it were possible, could be drawn away. It's essential for us in the hour that we live to allow His Word to affect our lives. There is, let me say it again, there is not a political solution to a spiritual problem. Good economies will not lift your spiritual uh, uh, being. It may help your flesh for a while, but I'm going to tell you what's going on in your life. It's not your job. It's not your marriage. It's not what's going on in the world. It is a spiritual problem that every man and, and woman have by birth. And the only answer is allowing God's Word into our life and, and, and allowing Jesus Christ to transform us from one kingdom to another. And I'm going to tell you what, that brings peace. But even those of you that have been transformed, it doesn't uh, take much if you uh, ignore what's going on in the Word of God to allow the, th the affairs of this life to entangle you all over again. For you to become unfruitful and not fulfill your divine purpose that God has for you. I'm here to declare again the peace and the joy that God has for you is, is in the fulfillment of your life of fulfilling His purpose. Anytime I go off trying to fulfill my own purpose, it just doesn't do it. But when I get in line with the Word of God, when I get in line with the will of God, I, that peace that passes all understanding will overtake your life. If you've never experienced that, listen to me. It's for you. It's not just for, you know, a certain club. And, and I'm going to tell you this. You don't earn access to it. You are gifted access to it. 
Like, well, man, I've been so bad in my life that I gotta somehow undo all of those bad things to, to earn what God has. And I'm gonna tell you what, He's already paid the price for you to access everything that He has. But you access it by faith. And so Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 12 says it like this, as I told these young people, I love doing that. You know, when the kids come out and say, what do you got to say? Because it makes me narrow it down. What am I going to say? What, what really am I trying to communicate? You ever hear the preacher go on and on and on, and after 15, 20 minutes, it's, he's still boring? I mean, still drilling? No, but but the truth of it is, you know, to be able to say, hey, this is what I want. This is what I believe God wants to say. And I told him today that what God wants to say is the word of God is powerful. And it goes like this in Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 12. For the word of God is living. It's alive. It's alive. This is something that will literally has the power to change your life if you not just look at it but embrace it. The Word of God is living and effective and sharper than any double-edged sword penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit. Man, that's getting in there. It says, joints and marrow and is able to judge the ideas and thoughts of the heart. I'm going to tell you what. I can fool you and you can fool me, but I'm telling you, you cannot fool him. You can pretend all you want if you're a pretender and you can, you can, you know, put on the happy face, but I'm here to tell you today that God knows the very thoughts of your heart. And the great thing about that is he knows the thoughts of my heart and he still loves me. That He knows what you think about, and He still cares about you. That He knows what your deepest and darkest struggle struggle is, and He still is there to help you. That's who He is. You may cover it up and be ashamed of it, but I'm here to tell you, God is here to cover your shame with His goodness. And He uses the power of His Word to do it. We want some spiritual sign. We want some, you know, grand and glorious God to give us a display so we can believe in, in what He comes in is a still small voice and it's a word of God that you think, well, how could that help? But it's, it becomes a seed that is so powerful and life-changing if you embrace it and let it become a part of who you are. For the Word of God is living and effective and sharp. Not sharp to the point, sharp as in hurtful, but sharp as in an instrument, a surgeon's instrument that can cut away things in your life that God knows hurts you. It may feel painful for a time, but I'm here to tell you, God, how many believe God has your best interest at heart. He does. And, and, and when we suffer, I'm going to tell you, he, His desire is for us to have life and that abundant. 
to have joy that's unspeakable. That is the will and purpose of God. And, and that comes into our life by being obedient to that living word. But the truth of it is, and for whatever reason, by His design, by God's design, we have an enemy. Why did God ever make that to be? When you get there, you ask Him. But 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 8, it says it like this, be serious. You know, we can always, you know, we can be so clappy or happy and clappy. You know, oh, yeah, everything's good and sun's always shining. And, and, and be ignorant that we are in a battle. And that, that some of you have been um, uh, taken captive there's some of you here today that you are you are captive, and I'm t- here to tell you God wants you to be free and to be serious and understand what's at stake and what is happening. Here, here's what goes on, and, and, and I want to tell you how the enemy of your soul and my soul will try to keep you from that living word, especially the day that we live in. Look around us in our culture, in our society. And I would ask you, is the Word of God lifted up in our sitcoms today? How about in our movies? You know, does, does he elevate, you know, is, is the kingdom of God elevated in most of our entertainment? But yet we pull right in and we're drawn into it. You know, because we like humor and we love revenge. Don't tell me you don't. You watch Die Hard 15. <laughs> yes, you did. You know, you got you got those more. Yeah, get the bad guy. Clint Eastwood. Woo! <laughs> yeah, I am. Go ahead and make my day. <laughs> but we, we, we are drawn into those things. And, and the, the reality of it is being serious and being alert. The scripture says that your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for anyone he can devour. There's a real enemy in our lives. It says resist him and uh, uh, be firm in, in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are being experienced by your fellow believers throughout the world. Resist him. Resist him. You know what? Every once in a while, you know, there's some shows that I was watching and something comes on that so blatantly ungodly. It's like, you know what? I can't watch it. I'm not saying I'm holier than anybody else, but it's just, come on. The, the, the enemy of our soul is trying to cut us away from the living word. Because it's the living word that changes our lives. And, and, and the enemy does not want that. He wants to pervert what is true. Let me try to tell you a story. 
And I don't know if I'll get it all right. But uh, there's some of it as we look in the Word of God. Uh, we don't realize how far we've fallen from our the original intent that God had for us. Do you realize in the beginning God created us in His image? In, in absolute perfection. He put a garden. I don't know how big the Garden of Eden is, but if you ever stopped and thought for a moment about that place, what it must have been, if, if you thought the God's provision and, yeah, Adam and Eve were keepers of the garden, but I'm telling you, God created something without weeds and without thorns. You know, there, there was not really a lot of effort. But I can imagine in its original creation how absolutely stunning it was. I, just in my imagination. And how uh, glorious it was for them. And I don't even know. Think about this. Did they even have to sleep? I don't know. I guarantee you they didn't have belly buttons. I can promise you that. Think about it for a minute. Not happening. They were created. Right? So there, you know, and there they are. But I just, just imagine the day. Uh, that, that Eve gets up, and what, I, what I'm here to tell you is that in the midst of all of that perfection, for whatever reason, the enemy of God was there. I, 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 I'm just got to believe that some the battle's good for us. Having to make the choice is good for us. Having an option. That whether you serve God or not, I'm going to tell you something, it's your choice. I I don't care who's running the government, they're not going to take away from my ability to choose whether I'm going to serve God or not. And I don't care who it is in your life and, 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 and what it is that you choose to value more than Him, but at the end of the day, there's nobody to blame but yourself. And the reality of it is, listen to this, this may be shocking, but you're as close to God as you want to be. Well, I want to be closer. Then the door is wide open. Honestly, there is no restriction but your faith. Well, I don't know if I believe. Well, then that's your choice not to believe. I choose to believe. And, and because I choose to believe that faith becomes substance and evidence over and over and over. And I'm going off. But listen to this. So in their perfection with an enemy there, and the reality of it is, and what I want you to understand is the enemy of our soul in our day and, and, and throughout the, the time, from the beginning. See, we get all caught up. We want it today. We want, we want you to make a decision for Jesus today and your life to be changed immediately. I would love that. It's a good idea. I hope you can do that. But the enemy of your soul, he's setting you up for years of failure. Okay, he's, he's uh, way more patient than we are. 
the things that he does, he he manipulates, and 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 I'm going to tell you, folks, he, he's not. You think, well, I wonder, you know, if if God's excited about the election or the devil is. We don't know. I'm going to tell you something. He, the enemy of your soul, is in uh, this for generations. The deception that he brings upon humanity is it just for the moment or for the one? Man, he's for the crowd. And so, in the midst of all of this, in that in that absolute perfection of God's creation, and and I, I just can imagine Eve getting up that one morning and just loving, just she knew nothing else but the love of God and just God's provision and 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 the glory of that creation. And I, you know, I don't know, I don't think she had to wipe sleep from her eyes. It was, it was perfect, and I'm going to tell you, you think I'm crazy. But she walked through that garden, and there was every kind of animal all around. And she was doing a Dr. Doolittle thing. Well, well, you think that they, she could communicate? Some of you think you can talk to your cats, right? <laughs> I know I can talk to my dog. I, but but re, the reality of it is, do we use all that God has put in our brain right now? Do you think Eve in the beginning of creation and Adam did? Of course they did. There were things going on there. We, we would be stunned to know what we lost. She got up that morning and just going through the, the process, she didn't even have to worry about what she was going to wear. She was free, unashamed, and going about. And for some reason, you know, there was that place in the garden where the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was, and she was just tripping through there and, and having a great day and loving life. And, and the enemy of her soul, the enemy of anything that God values, was there. Because he is a master at trying to destroy what God loves. And how many days or months or years did that serpent sit there and wait for Eve to get close enough? Here she comes. I wonder if today's the day. If it's not, I'll be back here tomorrow, he says. Because I can just, I, I know, eventually I can get a word in. But Eve gets close enough to the tree, and it's in Genesis chapter 3. Listen, you think I'm crazy? Listen to this. Eve comes close enough, and the serpent says, the serpent talks. And Eve didn't go, ah, oh, a talking snake. She stopped and had a conversation. Wait till you get there. You're going to realize, hey, he was right about that. And in fact, do you realize, just here, how much time have I got? Hold on. Oh, you got time. You, if you got time, I got time. Do you realize, listen to this, you, you, you think, in our, because we think the world's always been what it is because it's all we know. 
Right? And you say, well, how in the world did, did Noah get all those animals on the ark? What if there was a much better relationship with the animal kingdom than there is today? Genesis chapter 9, read the first few verses. You know what it says? As they're going out of the ark, and the Lord said, listen, I am now going to put a fear of you in them. Read it. He said, now it's going to be different, and you're going to, they're going to be your food. Eat them, critters. Won't go there either. But the reality of it is, before the flood, there was a different world that existed. Different relationships that existed. Do I know it all? No, I'm telling a story. But I'm going to tell you what, you can look through the Word of God and realize that there are some things that went on back then that we think would be crazy. The woman stops and talks to a serpent, and it's like no big deal. It's like she's talking all the time. And so you know what the serpent says? He said, has God said, did, did God tell you, can you eat of all the trees? Oh, no, we can't eat of all the trees. See, he's a master at taking what God said and trying to draw you away from it. Not to completely, you know, he wants you to keep a little bit of faith. He just wants to pervert the faith you have. So it becomes ineffective. And that you do not wholeheartedly throw yourself at and, and, and into and believe that the Word of God is quick and powerful. That it's living. That it's able to deliver and set us free. The reality of it is, and I am running out of time. Listen to this. The enemy will bring confusion and he will try to separate you from God. And he can do it for a generation. And he may have done it in your family and he he may have caused confusion in your life. But the reality of it is the Word of God is quick and powerful. It can undo in a moment's time what the enemy has done to your life in 60 years. He may not be able to take away because the human mind is there. The memories may be there, but I'm here to tell you the effect of addiction and, 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 and loss and heartache and anger and unforgiveness and all of those things when you allow His Word. So, oh no, I've got to go to years of counseling. Go. I, I'm not telling you not to go. But at the end of it all, it's going to be His Word that sets you free. At the end of it all, it's going to be what brings liberty to you is going to be that word that is so powerful that it, it can undo what the enemy started thousands of years ago in a garden when he, when he deceived the woman and got her to partake of a fruit that God never intended for us to be uh, a part of and sin entered the world. Actually, sin entered the world. It wasn't the woman's fault. It was Adam's fault. He chose it. But I'm here to tell you the Word of God can undo the effects of sin in your life because it's powerful. 
And I'm here to tell you again that the Word of God can, you that have, that have trusted in Christ and have allowed yourself to become an entangled in the affairs of this life, and you're unfruitful and you become so selfish in your life, I'm going to tell you it's the Word of God again that can set you free. You say, how do you know that? Because He has set me free countless, countless times. And my freedom is absolutely dependent upon how much I value the Word. I'm not looking at anybody, but I'm going to tell you something. You need to be in our Sunday school classes. Why? Because the Word of God is valuable. Well, we're teaching one downstairs, right? Yep. Marty and Bill's down there with the Alpha classes. I'm going to be in the sanctuary again. Why? Because if we're inundated by all kinds of confusion and temptation and, and ungodliness and, and the spirit of our age, and if there's anything that's going to bring liberty and freedom and wholeness into your life is knowing His Word. Because it's powerful. It's, honey, you standing in the parking lot doesn't make you a car. You sitting here doesn't make you a Christian. You coming? I'm gonna just, I'm gonna go to church. No, 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 no! Don't go somewhere. Be it. You got to be that. Be the church. Well, how do you become the church? You let the Word of God get in you. Oh, I'm religious. What's well, the big deal? What is? I'm, I don't want to be religious. I want to know Him. I, I don't want to, you know, have to leave. I go to church. No, I want my life to be that light wherever I am because His Word is quick and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword and it, and, and it just becomes a part of who you are. Stand with me. Ooh. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. Jesus, I thank you. Hmm. How many of you know what it feels like to not take the enemy of your soul seriously? And eventually get tripped up by his deception. Please don't think that I speak from a place of having it all together. Because I don't. Sometimes my own humanity just so disturbs me. And I've got to make the declaration that in, in my flesh dwells no good thing. Man, oh man, that new creation that's in me, that's something. That's something I could take very little credit for, except God, I choose you. That's the only credit I can take. Is Lord, I believe you. So there Eve is. 
hanging out by the tree, and the enemy comes along, the serpent, and begins to get her to question the Word of God. Did he really mean what he said? You know what? God's trying to hold back on you. He's trying to keep you from having a good time. He's put too much restriction in our lives. Blah, 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 blah. When all the while, I'm here to tell you the Word of God is quick. It's powerful. It's life-giving. It's a lamp to our feet. It can be a light to your path. What you need is to value it and watch your life change and change forever. I'm going to pray for you one more time. And if you're here and you don't even know what way to turn, listen, there was a man that cried out one time, Lord, help my unbelief. And you know what the Lord did? He helped him. God, I want my faith to be increased. Father, I speak your goodness and your favor upon your people, upon those that know you, those that don't know you, those, God, that have been entangled by this world. I speak your grace. I speak the power of your word to set us free again in this day, not to be deceived by the spirit of our age, the serpent in a different form. Let the power of your word, O God, those that turn toward it, those that embrace it, my God, your goodness, God, your truth that brings freedom. Jesus, I know there are hungry hearts here today that are watching. God, let them be lifted towards you right now and embrace the power of your word and make place for you in their lives. I'm asking, God, I'm asking. Father, I'm asking to you. In the name of Jesus, as we sing, I'm going to invite you to come down and pray with us. I want to pray with you. If you're sick in your body, we believe He heals. We're going to baptize Bree in the middle of all of this. I just just ask you, come on down. Just wait on the Lord together. And, 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 and just see if that still small voice won't speak to you. Because He will. I'm going to invite you to pray in Jesus' name. Father, I Lord, I come. I confess Bowing here I find my rest Without you I fall apart You're the one That guides my heart Lord, I need